This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about what head teachers and teachers really need to hear in order to buy your product or service. Now, although head teachers and teachers are different, there are lots of similarities. So instead of splitting them into sections, I'll comment specifically on head teachers and teachers as I go through to avoid repeating myself because I don't need any help with that. I'm quite good at it. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about communication with teachers and head teachers, but I want to make you aware that it's not often that you're going to get to talk directly to a head teacher or even a teacher, but it is important to understand them and meet their needs so that the right messages from you are passed on, even if you are calling, say, the school office. But this could be in your marketing strategy as well. So identifying what they need to hear and creating and delivering your messaging accordingly. So the first thing to realise is that a head teacher or a teacher is not interested in your CV or how brilliant you are because it's not a job interview and it's really easy for us to forget that and think that we have to sell ourselves, especially if you've been on your average business course or had generic business coaching. But it's not about us and our credentials. And there is absolutely a place for that. But we've got to dance around our handbags first, people. So you've heard me say before that it's all about how wonderful they are and how we can help them be even more wonderful. And I'm saying the same here. You just got to show them that you understand, that you understand their position in schools. And this is for teachers and head teachers that you understand their wider role in the community and their wider role in society and genuinely just be in awe of that. So not many people can do the job and stay in it. I couldn't do it. You might be one of those people who's left. It's super, super hard, but let them know that you understand that. So if you think of all the backlash that teachers and head teachers get in media, just some backlash with parents and just general society about being lazy and having the holidays off. Well, we know that's not the case and that's not true. So imagine how refreshing it would be for them to build a relationship with someone who doesn't think all of those things and affirms their thoughts and feelings about how tough the job really is. Someone who gives them confirmation that they are achieving the impossible right now and shows them gratitude for that. So let them know that you've got this really good understanding of their workload and what they're dealing with day to day in school and also on a leadership level. So for head teachers, that's receiving and keeping up to date with countless DFE emails. So in the height of the pandemic, there were 94 updates to coronavirus guidance. And in normal times, it's about seven updates a day from various places that a head teacher will receive. So there'll also be analysing data, gathering data for governors, focusing on school improvement, monitoring teaching, dealing with difficult behaviour, leading training, leading assemblies, networking with other head teachers. It already feels like more than one person's job, doesn't it? And I could just go on. The mental load of being a head teacher is immense. And for teachers, it's planning and marking for up to 35 children, could actually be more, for 20 to 30 lessons a week. It's not uncommon for the planning aspect to take as much time, if not more, than the lesson itself. It's safe to say that most teachers work upwards of 55 hours a week. So when I was teaching, I usually worked 
80 hours weekly so workload is a huge problem now it might be that you're listening to this and thinking well I know all of this Claire because I've been a teacher or I'm a teacher already but it's really important to step back and remember all the details of what's happening here because you need to work out what head teachers really need to hear and what teachers really need to hear so step back and really get a good understanding of where it is that they're sitting right now so the best thing you can do is listen to them first so what is it that they're saying is a problem and be relatable and empathetic through that process with all the knowledge that you have about what the profession is really like so for a head teacher in particular if you call them email them or even message them show them that you're really respectful of their time it's something that i really appreciate and value as a leader it kind of takes me by surprise to be honest so ask yourself or even ask them, you know, do you need to talk to the head teacher or could it be someone else to save them time? Especially if you've got this product or this service that is subject specific. In that case, see if you can talk to the subject leader. And in lots of schools, you'll be encouraged to do that anyway. So show them that you're aware of the wider situation as well. So for example, at the moment, schools could have bubble closures and that could be really stressful for a leadership team and maybe it's not the best time to get in contact so you can look at the school website and the facebook page and read the latest newsletters just to build this better picture of what's actually going on in the school so head teachers and teachers want social proof have you been in a school that they know and could you mention it could they ring up that school could they talk to the head teacher and get a glowing report about you could you encourage that could you even name drop the school in an email or a phone call or any other communication with the school or the, the head teacher? And have you got any recent teacher reviews? Because this works really well if the teacher is in the school that you're trying to sell to, say if it's an individual subscription or something. And this can happen with any in, without any input from you, which is amazing. Or maybe they've moved schools and then they can recommend it. Another good place for social proof is um, in groups online, so like Facebook groups. So we actually get recommended quite a lot in Facebook groups. And I suppose in a way, it's a sign that you've made it as a, say, as an education company. So teachers want to know that other teachers use your product and how they're finding it. So it's important to look carefully at what they're saying. And if there's anything negative, make changes based on those comments. So we are really active in the Facebook groups. But it's important to say that we do this with integrity. Like I'm really strict on this with the team because integrity is like my highest value um, that I really care about. And I really want people to be clear about what's what. So I feel that because of that, because we're really transparent, people feel that and they feel um, the integrity shining through. Our values are really obvious. So if I recommend Classroom Secrets in one of the groups, then I I tell them who I am. I don't pretend to be someone else. I don't say, oh, by the way, Classroom Secrets is really good because all they'd have to do is click on my profile and go, but you're the CEO of Classroom Secrets. So that's weird. That's not right. You're trying to trick me. And I would hate for any of that to happen. So, And that's because integrity is so important to me. So I think when doing this, then transparency is key. And you can sort of create that social proof for yourself 
by um, recommending your own products, but it's just really important to say who you are and be truthful. Um, and you know, with that being truthful, often we can use the word we when there's only one of us, but I don't think we need to use the royal we anymore, especially if you're on man band, because it can also set up false expectations for delivery if people think that there's more than one of you and that might not be the case and you know times have moved on so it's a great place to show who you are and add value in a non-sales a helpful way so head teachers and teachers want to know that you really got to help them with the biggest things that they're worrying about so what are they worrying about well from a school leader perspective you can let them know that you're up to date with what they're up to date with so i'm talking about the latest education documents and policies so they're worrying about delivering on those. So if you're in the detail of that and they can almost outsource elements to you, then that's super helpful to them. So an example might be that you offer training and a full curriculum plan for something like the new RSE curriculum. So they've know that you've got it covered and that you're gonna make sure that they're doing everything correctly. And on the DFE documents, policies and updates, if you're up to date with what they should be up to date with, but they aren't, because they haven't had time yet, then that's even better because you're showing that that's your area of expertise and just how valuable you are to a stressed out head teacher. So don't forget as well that this is in your marketing on LinkedIn and on other platforms. It's not just about calling and emailing to educate people that you know this stuff. So the title of this podcast episode is what do they need to hear? But really it's what do they need to know coming from you? So you need to get clued up on everything that you can get clued up on. So when the new curriculum came out in 2014, so it's not new anymore, is it? But the number of messages that I got was incredible. Asking me how to teach things, what's, what the statements in the curriculum actually meant and the sequence in which concepts could be taught. And I found that really overwhelming, to be honest, um, because I was on my own at the time, but people were really desperate. And I found it hard because what I really wanted to turn around to them and say is, I haven't been given a special seminar on this by the DFE. And I was surprised that they wanted to know from me what the answers were. And I suppose really I felt like I knew less at the time because I wasn't in schools as much as them. So I had to do some serious work behind the scenes. So when you're in resource creation, you certainly become an expert on the curriculum very quickly. So being knowledgeable and expressing that in the right way will get you far. So what's the latest policy to come out in your area of expertise? A policy where school leaders are responsible for yet another thing because you can capitalise on that stress in the right way, of course. You can be that helping hand that they really need and it will be really helpful to them. So from a teacher perspective then, they're worrying about workload and the wider impact of that. So things like being judged for not spending enough time working, being judged badly in an observation as a result of being overworked, overtired, or not prepared enough because there's not enough hours in the day, missing something because the mental load is just so much. And of course, the impact of all of this then on relationships, on families, friends, and home life. So teachers want to know that they're going to get time back for their investment and they all make achieving success in their classrooms for everyone, like the adults and the children, seem possible instead of impossible. So we've mentioned Facebook groups already, but you can also use them to look at trends. So 
what are people struggling with what are the questions that are coming up you can pick up these trends on twitter as well you can start to network at teach meets to find out more about what people are saying because the tide does change and you will see trends popping up it could be that you're still in the classroom and just i just want to point out like if you are still in the classroom and you're in one school then don't just assume that's the only way so i've taught in and visited over 100 schools and i can say that that's been really really helpful on my teacher to entrepreneur journey because i've seen how different schools do it and there's such a wide variance so if you're not in school now then you need to find out ways to find this information out is it through friends family other relationships that you could build but the key the key here is that you need to be providing a solution to the pain points and you've got to find out what those specific pain points are so teachers and head teachers need to hear you speak in their language so how much work you'll need to do in this area obviously depends on how much experience you've got in the education sector already so are you using the right terminology because it's got to resonate with them does it resonate with them so this is all about making sense to them as a solution so a good example is if you're if you have a course that's suitable for parents and teachers making sure that you record that course twice so that the language is appropriate to both groups of people and maybe the settings in which you film in it as well so we all know what it's like to visit another English speaking country and experience some kind of confusion when things are referred to with names that we're not familiar with like restroom and sidewalk and eyeglasses. So this is about making it super clear how relevant it is for them and why it's relevant. So getting into the specifics and naming everything correctly is just really important to show that your experience in the sector and your understanding of the sector is sound so i'm talking about things like using key stage two instead of juniors like when i was in school it was juniors key stage one instead of infants but it is also important to check on the school because prep schools can be different and they can call um the primary element the the junior school so it's all very confusing also find out what they name the subject so when the curriculum changed in 2014 you know numeracy and literacy were changed to maths and english but not all schools have carried that forward some schools call it mathematics it could be maths it could be numeracy could be literacy could be english so find those specifics out when you're talking about policies that have come from the dfe then make sure that you name them correctly so that you're not ambiguous another thing to consider as well is especially if you are talking to mats in any shape or form when i'm saying talking i'm talking about all your messaging making sure that you're clear whether it's a head teacher or a principal because it matters about getting people's role titles correct so in some schools you've got slt and in others it's smt so do you know which it is if you're going to address those people is it a school business manager in this school or you know will you be talking to the office manager what's the difference between that so you can even look as well at a school's vision statements on the website if you really want to go deep into speaking their language but this is something that they want to hear they want to know that you understand their world so another thing that head teachers and teachers need to hear then is about the results and the evidence 
so this is shown through social proof on social media like i've just been talking about already but you can get more in-depth testimonials from teachers and schools who are using your product and you can share that where wherever you feel best but around 50 percent of sales in education actually happen by word of mouth so this is why testimonials is so important but the other thing you can do is analyze the data that you've collated because what they want is results and evidence so have you got usage reports or maybe you've got assessments or progress records or even feedback forms from sessions that you've delivered and you can collate all that and create an impact report to share with people so you can show the results that your product or service actually has and it's always better if these results can come from somebody independent like teachers in the schools for example or could you get reviews on other platforms as well that's another good way to start so what i will say when it comes to a testimonial for example it doesn't always have to be a written one and on your website sometimes people will give testimonials to other teachers just going back to that 50 percent of sales from word of mouth and when they hear it from someone else then just know that it's so much better because it's independent that's the really important thing you know a couple of years back um shan and i um and shan's my operations director but at the time she was head of production well we went and presented to a group of head teachers and um i did that because i was invited by a head teacher that i knew now it was our first time presenting and I wasn't sure if we did a great job, to be honest. Um, but we did have quite a bit of take up from, from that forum because I feel because we'd been invited by one of the head teachers and she already used Classroom Secrets and was quite a big advocate. And so because of that, we already had that trust. It was such a strong example of social proof. And the last thing that I want to share about head teachers and teachers and what they need to hear to buy your service is whether or not it's value for money. So if it is a sale to a school, if it's a big cost, then they might even have to evidence this in a governor's meeting and possibly get it signed off. So the cost versus results will be scrutinized. So how can you make this part as easy as possible for them? So they don't want the stress of having to create some kind of proposal in order to get your product or service in, in their school. How can you make it really frictionless? So you can portray this message as well through your marketing and your sales. You know, if it's a lower cost product or even if you um, are selling to just teachers. And a good place to start with this is to ask some people in education that you know, who you assume knows what you do and ask them, what do I do? which seems a really strange thing to do. But what you're trying to find out is if they actually know the answer. See if they give you the answer that you're expecting or see if they say something different to you. So a good example of this that, that happened to Classroom Secrets is when we focus heavily on maths, but we didn't just do maths. We had loads of guided reading on there. Um, we had a grammar scheme. We had topic resources, but we became really well known for maths because that's what had um sort of started on the word of mouth process and the education community seemed to think that it was just maths that we were doing so when we put the price up some of the the talk in the facebook groups this is why i've talked about the facebook groups because it's a great place to see what people are saying about you um and it really helps you 
know what you need to be saying to teachers and head teachers about your product to educate them properly. Um, but there was this thought of, well, you know, it's just got expensive because it's just maths. But actually, our product wasn't and isn't just maths. But they thought that it was expensive for that. So our job then was to educate our existing customers, but potential customers as well, that we had all these other resources and it wasn't just maths, like the grammar scheme and the topic resources and all the other resources that we've got. But this was in the way that we educated our customers in the first place. We'd not done a very good job. So we had to step back, look at that and know that we needed to do it differently. So I know there's so much to digest there. I'd love to know what your one key takeaway is that maybe you're going to work on over the next few months. You can let me know in my Facebook group. It's called Education Businesses. It's just a really fabulous community of like-minded education business owners and entrepreneurs. So hopefully I will see you in there. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 